Hello, welcome to Need to Breed. I'm Cressida Wetton. In this podcast, I talk to people about how they make the decision to try to have a family or not. In this episode, I'm speaking to Erin and Stephanie Levine. Erin uh, and Steph met in their 40s, so a lot of the discussion in this episode is around when late is too late. Um, they're kind of reflecting on their options. They've still got options, but it's looking like they probably won't have kids. Uh, so they're just kind of going over that and revisiting a topic that they've discussed before. Uh, this was recorded on the 23rd of October 2020, episode 8, Erin and Stephanie Levine. Talk, what, so did you talk about it when you first met or like after? We did um, like our fourth, third date. Third date we had a conversation about kids and we both agreed that we were open to it. And then when we, you know, while we were dating, it came up a few times. And then I think... After he proposed, I think at some point we had a conversation again. We both realized it's not going to happen, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Would you say that that sounds about right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we would edit with razor blades and tape. Literally. Literally, so any arm, I'd like fast forward to an arm, like get the bit on the head, cut it with a razor blade, put the tape back together with um, so a bit of sellotape. That not, blows not my mind. Because <laughs> I've been doing that on here digitally, thinking, oh, poor me. This yeah, is... yeah, that's why that's I'm telling the story. <laughs> it's so boring. I mean, when I realised yeah. I could do that, yeah. I was thrilled because I'm an ummer. Mm. And I've gone back and <laughs> taken some of my ums out. Yeah, yeah. Think, oh, she sounds so confident and <laughs> succinct. <laughs> so that's quite good. <laughs> but the reality is, uh, not like that. Yeah, fair enough. So I'm making this because I'm interested in how people make the decision to try to have kids or not. Um, you're the first couple. I've, although I say that, I did Dylan Dodds recently, and his wife and baby were in the background, oh, kind of chipping in, and that was quite nice. Uh, that's kind of cool. It was really when she, yeah, I, I kind of it was wanted to. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. It was really interesting, and I haven't it's seen a baby in the real, in the wild before. Normally, it's on the train, right? right? She was quite calm, yeah, just at home. Still out. Yeah, yeah, doing a thing. Oh, you haven't seen a baby in the wild before, I like that. Well, not you really. Not, you not got any relatives with babies? No. Oh. My cousins had them, but. We live in different counties, you know, we didn't really... So have you got small people in Yeah, life? lots. Do <laughs> you know how many nieces and nephews you have? Uh, he has I've six. six. I've got six between the age of... How old's Max? Two? I I'm think, not billing you out. Okay, between two and roughly 25. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big smile. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're awesome. They're all awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get to be involved in... Yeah. So that's, that's our substitute. Babies. Yeah. Substitute babies since we've decided not to have kids. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. More or less, I think. Not much anymore. Well, so you're yeah. still kind of like... Yeah, I mean, so I wanted kids. Mm -hmm. I really did. And I think anybody who knows me would probably be really surprised that I am not a mom because I'm sort of, um, I'm kind of the uber nurturer type and I, um, and I love kids. I was a, I was a teacher for a while and I trained as a teacher. Um, I worked, um, I, I managed a children's bookstore. I was a nanny for a while. Um, and and I just loved kids. Uh, and I always really wanted kids. And I was in a long-term relationship for about 11 years. And unfortunately, he sort of 
led me to believe that kids were in the cards, and he kind of timed me out. Um, and I think, in a way, it was on purpose, although he is a wonderful friend to me, and we talk all the time still. Um, but one of the reasons we split was over kids, um, among other things. And then, as part of that split, I think I went through this massive grief process where I was trying to work out, um, have I, have I, is this it? Am I, is it too late now? And can I cope with that? And I went through this like massive midlife crisis trying to decide. And in the midst of that, I met Aaron. Um, and I think I grieved it out during that time um, in my, because I'm 45. And I think in my early 40s, I sort of grieved it out. And I met Aaron and we both were on the same page, like, yeah, maybe we want kids. But we're both in our mid forties now. Yeah. And not that fit. Not that fit. Well, you're looking good, but okay, okay. That's a bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we kind of decided, okay, that the the ship has sailed for us. Um, Didn't I thought it'd be a lot of work? Like, like it's mm-hmm. a lot of work. I mean, you've got to give up. You've got such a nice life. Um, yeah, it is um, so great. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, even though I went through that grief process. I cannot deny that we have a beautiful life, mm-hmm. and we truly. My, but my sister's appalled, you know that. Well, I think she's appalled that I don't want kids. Like she keeps, she kept trying to sell, sell me on it. Um, she's like, because I, I've got my cat. I love my cat, yeah. and um, she's like, that love you get from the cat. Imagine that times a hundred. She said, and like, yeah, but it's a hundred times the amount of work. <laughs> I'm That's like, so true. Yeah, and again. I get enough love from stuff. And she is the nurturer type. And like, my mum was very um, distant and not nurturing and not a good mother. And um, I, I was a damaged child. And I, I, that's Steph's healing me by nurturing me, right? So, um, but I think I would actually be jealous if we got kids because they'd be less nurturing for me. Oh, come on. Like, it, there's no finite amount, though. Like, like I, don't, I don't have, like... Like a well that runs out of love. My mum did. It was about one millimeter deep. Well, yeah. <laughs> we were cut from the from different cloth, you know. Right, but yeah. you recognise that. You you see it as a potential problem. Yeah, I pro- possibly yeah. Um, but I think I'd deal with it. I mean, I, luckily I'm well off enough that if I really want a kid, or if it, if it was an, if it was an issue for Steph, I'd probably if it was a deal breaker, I'd get kids. I think we're both in the same boat. Yeah. If the other person pushed hard enough, yeah. right. the other person would crack. I could get nannies and things, too. So right. Like, you know, that, I mean, that's not a good way to raise kids, but push going to show. Especially, I don't know. Someone yeah. was talking to me the other day about a, a friend of theirs who was raised with nannies and how the parents weren't exhausted and there was all these sort of benefits. And, yes. and he was saying, just not that it's none of this is necessarily an option for me, but he was saying, well, don't rule it out, you know. Cause, well, yeah, in my case... Um, you were raised by nannies. I was raised by nannies, right. and they were the only nurturing I got, really, because my parents both worked. They both were uh, entrepreneurs and had their own businesses. Uh, Mum had fashion PR, dad had businesses. And, um, um, and you know, I learned to speak Cantonese because of it, and <laughs> I've, got, I've got kind of like a bit of a Chinese culturally, I'm a bit Chinese, actually, as well as Jewish. <laughs> so, like, it has, like... Um, I think a unique individual, I suppose, in time, kind of awesome. 
Yeah. And my, we, I took Steph to meet them because mm-hmm. my parents are dead now. But so they're still in your life. They're, oh yeah. Is this the nanny and her family? Lee and Tang. Lee and Tang. Kind of them. They're a couple. I'm pretty sure. I don't know whether in a lesbian sense or a Chinese uh, old lady sense, but they've certainly been living together for right. a long, long time. Um, they said they were cousins, but they're definitely not. I've been and met both their families when they first moved in. Um, but yeah, so I guess I was raised by Chinese lesbian martial art expert. Tom was a third down black belt world champion. Um, so, uh, wow. yeah. So but, uh, and, then, and then when my dad died, he never really left them a proper pension or anything. So me and my sister take care of them and we go and visit them. Because they're, they're like family. So, right. Yeah. So that's an unusual, not an, it's an unconventional, right. but yeah. very loving relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they're they're yeah. family for sure. Yeah. You know. Them, you know, a couple of times a month. And you could tell they're like yeah. their kids as well. I mean, your, their pictures are all over their house, mm-hmm. and the and his sister's kids' pictures are all over their house. And you know, they are um, they're family. Yeah, they're they're incredible. Oh, Tom has a lot. Oh. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I think you guys. When I look at your amazing life, and it does look great you two are fabulous and this is lovely and um you you look like a good option like if i were a, a child about to come into the world i'd think oh i'll have some of that <laughs> well yeah and and i think for me it's easier not being a mom because aaron has this incredible family so i have a, right. an amazing brother he is also does not have children and it's just a case of he never met the right person um and i met the right person but late in my life but he has this family and the kids are incredible and they're all different ages. And his, you know, one of his nieces is um, just starting uni and, you know, she's, she's um, just turned 20 and she's incredibly cool. Like it's the kind of cool I wish I was when I was 20, like <laughs> super, super cool kid. Yeah, she's both uh, um, a rock climber uh, in all these clubs and in like the band, like she plays a... And she's a mass she genius. Plays, like, the and... Yeah, she represented the UK at like, international athletes and she was the only non-Chinese person. <laughs> like, so wow. she's, she's, she's like, she's our daughter. So we have like a great, she comes around and, and you know, we have lunch and hang out. And so that, I feel like that sort of fills a void for me with having kids in my life. But, you know, then we get to go home. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of awesome, you know, because, you know, we stay up until whatever time at night. We can go out whenever we want to. We can go on vacations whenever we want to. We can, um, and yeah, we've still got these ties and these this legacy that we can still leave to them. And it makes it easier for me. I don't know, you know, for you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, every now and then I'm like, mm. But it's only ever like, a, mm, it's never a commitment enough. Like, maybe we could adopt, you know, because I've got no balls, I should explain that. Oh, so, yeah, I know yeah, that, but the, the listeners they, they don't know that, yeah. Um, he said he's got no balls. I've got no balls, so I can't, They, you know, if I had kids, I'd have to adopt. Can um, you explain why you don't have any balls? I mean, it's uh, horrible well, here. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> this is literal. Okay, uh, yeah, rough, uh, roughly and briefly, without going into my comedy set. Um, <laughs> when I was 19, I had... Uh, semi-descended testicle, which they took, because it was semi-descended, they took, they took them a while to discover it. Um, they took that out uh, because they thought it might get cancerous, and I got cancer in the other one when I was about 30. Um, and it was too late to save any sperm and stuff, the tubes were already blocked and whatnot. 
So, um, yeah. If um, we wanted kids, we would have to uh, yeah. either buy sperm, or yeah. and I'm old and pudgy, yeah. um, or we would have to adopt, yeah. which would be the more realistic option for us. So it would be a, quite an undertaking for us to have kids. Um, I had a, a odd relationship before Steph with this uh, German girl, um, Alexandra. She's awesome. She's cool. She is cool. She came to the wedding. And, um, but it was very intense. It's a three-month relationship. But we were like totally, for like a month, I would say, we were like going to have kids, get married, the whole thing, <laughs> after like a month. Um, and so we were like doing research on the internet. And it's just weird. Who's buys sperm? Like, right. Like, you, I, I could have I got Jewish sperm if I wanted from Israel. Oh, you, you know? can specify. You can specify, yeah. How much detail can you go into about whose sperm you're having? Uh, I think you can get like a, you get like what kind of music they like. I like no. Yeah, all that stuff. I thought stuff, you were yeah. going to say like race, height. You can, um, you can. Yeah, yeah, that too, but you can, yeah. you can, depending on what you go through. It depends you go through, yeah. You can specify quite a bit. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like what their jobs are roughly. Yeah. Yeah. What, you, what kind of education they've had. Yeah. I mean, what do you, it depends. Depends what you want. Like, I mean, we're worried about, you know, you're getting old, but my family's big enough, you know. It's like right. a lot of them have died, but I've still got enough. Network. Yeah, yeah. I've got a network, I've got roots, I've got yeah. people I can visit, local and not so local. They're all more or less in London, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really lucky one of his sisters lives a, a mile away. Yeah, right. right. So we're always we're more, over there. We can walk there in 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, um, that's lovely. Yeah. But. but it is great, and and if I I think the way I feel about it is if I had had kids, that's how it would be, and and I would have had if I did have them later in my life, I would have had the experience of living this version, and it's great, and I'm sure that would be great too, you know, and you you'd probably look back and think, oh well, I would have missed out on all this, you know, like the grass is always greener one way or the other, mm-hmm. um, but I think you know if if you don't fancy it. And it definitely, like, so I'm coming up on menopause now. No one tells you about menopause. Like, they, they sit you down and you have all these classes in school to get you ready, to get you started. But they never tell you how it ends up. And it is not fun. And it's not easy all the time. And it's, and there's a grief process involved. Because I went through this massive grief, like, I'm not going to be a mom. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And what, what mark am I going to make on the world? Um, and do I need to? Like, is that what being a mom shouldn't be about that. It shouldn't be about someone taking care of me someday, right? Like, is that the right reason to have a child is to assume that that person will then take me on as a burden later? Because you don't know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. Um, and then I sort of, as I've started hitting the menopause, I I'm, I'm, had to go through it all over again because your body changes and, like, that option's not even there anymore. So it's not even like it's a, it is a decision. That decision's been made for you. And so, you know, whatever you decide to do, read up on menopause before it happens and be prepared for that because if you're feeling that hormonal kind of shift toward wanting kids um, now, believe me, it, it's a bit of a roller coaster later mm-hmm. on. But I still feel like I have not made it the wrong decision. I know I could push this man and he would go and adopt a child with mm-hmm. me and we would make that happen and we'd have a beautiful life together mm-hmm. and I would have to work extra hard to keep you from being jealous. But... Um, Although I don't think that's entirely true. I think actually you would, 
you treat the cat better than you treat anybody and like you are a nurturing person and I think you would be a really good dad. Um, I think you would have done. I mean, what do I know? But he'd, he'd, he'd leave the kid in the store because he'd be distracted, <laughs> you know, but he'd be very loving dad, you know, he, logistics wouldn't maybe be your forte. But um, well, you guys are a team. Yeah, we do all right. I think we do kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, I'm the organized line, you're the, the tenacious but spacey one. And, and the box problem, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so so just remember that when you, when you make the decision, at some point the decision is taken away as well. And if you have to go through an acceptance process, it's possible you have to do it more than once in your life. And that's okay. It's okay to be sad about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sad I didn't write the great American novel too, right. you know, and it's just, it's, it's okay. Life is about the regrets, right? Like, just as much as the triumphs. There's no yeah. right answer. It's kind of right. neutral. I wish I had just gotten pregnant. So just, yeah. You know, the, I wish I hadn't had to make the decision sometimes. I wish I had just... What world according to God, but... Yeah. I don't know what that is, but yeah. I just... In world according to God, this nurse, um, she wants a baby, but she can't be bothered with men. Like, she just thinks men are annoying. She's not gay or anything, but she just wants a baby. So there's like, um, it's during the Korean War, I think? Or maybe Vietnam. And there's like a sort of brain-dead soldier who has like a permanent erection because of the way his brain is and she just kind of climbs on top of him and that's how Garp's form. Maybe not. <laughs> but okay. I'm speechless. I know. Yeah. And, and with DNA, I mean, that kid, as soon as they're old enough to spit in a tube, is going to know. Mm. You know? And so... Um, Steph's found a... I have a half-sister. Yeah, she found a half-sister through genetics right before we got married. My mom had given up a baby for adoption. She got pregnant when she was, I think she just turned 18. Um, Mm -hmm. She was in uni and a bit of a wild child. And um, the dad wasn't interested and and she wasn't in a great place to Mm -hmm. have kids, so she gave the baby up for adoption. And then fast forward, you know, however many years later, um, 35 years later, I... um, did a DNA test and I found her. Like immediately found her. We've met. She came to our um, our wet our US wedding, and oh. it's incredible to meet her. She looks just like my mom, um, which is incredible. And um, you know she's she was a teacher also, um, and her son is also musical. I'm musical and and uh, yeah. And so you know, so with DNA, I mean, you're always going to find the person if they like. You know, someday the the profiles will be so interlinked that it no nothing will be a secret. You know, so there's things to think about. But I don't know. Would I do things differently? No. I really regretted when that other relationship ended that I hadn't just left him and had kids and done it. But now that I'm at Aaron, I'm in, I'm so happy in this life that I'm in with him that I feel like not having kids is okay like I'm really really happy our life is kind of beautiful yeah that's good good. um do you guys have a lot of leisure time then and you do like well when Steph's not working I'll be honest right and yeah I mean I I certainly do (laughs) Well, obviously, because now yeah. we're in the COVID monster. Yeah. So stand-ups dried up for you. Yeah, and that was taking up most of my time. I mean, yeah. even that, even when was, even when I was doing stand-up, I was maybe gigging four nights a week. Yeah. Um, and re- I don't, I 
write a bit that uh, there's, like, there's some admin I do. I've got, uh, I got I got things to deal with admin-wise, but um, investments and things. But um, but yeah, no, I've got loads of time and. Um, we just sort of chill. It's just it's chill, a yeah. That way. Yeah. Play a lot of games. Do courses online. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm doing a, a Yale University course on the science of happiness at the moment. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's, it's free. What are yeah. you learning? Um. It's complicated, but like about how like we. Well, I suppose this is relevant to, the, to this podcast. Yeah. Um. It's a, uh, one of the reasons. They call it hedonistic adaptation. So, um, so we get we we buy things and we get used to them. Mm-hmm. And and so you know that they don't things don't make us happy. Oh, I've read them. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry writes about this. And yeah, yeah. You, you think oh, if I get the sports car, but then it fails. Yeah, yeah. And then they did a bunch of um, they um, researched loads of people who are in different. Um, what's it called? You know, money. <laughs> I don't know. You, who, wage. We get some wages. <laughs> A really bad state. I've never been paid one, so um, no, that's not true. I worked in a bookshop for a year and I was a mini cab driver. But it's fine. It's been a while. Let me put that way. I'm such a child, right? Um, so yeah, they got like so. Um, people who have 150 grand aren't really much happier than people who have 25 grand. People right. who have 150 grand want 200 grand. People that have 25 grand want 50 grand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that you just get you kind of adapt you get used yeah. to it and the other thing is people are always comparing themselves with other people so like you might look at your friends with kids and go oh, that looks good mm-hmm. you know um and they get jealous and, and i suppose that's part of the rudeness but it's also biological as well um and they're like yeah stop that basically <laughs> don't don't, don't be comparative to, don't yeah. don't be comparative you know the grass like what steph said the grass is always greener um there's a there's a happiness guy who I work with at LSE. Um, his name is Paul Dolan, and uh, he wrote a book called Happiness by Design, and it it um, it talks about um, the balance between pleasure and purpose mm-hmm. in your life, and how these two the like that. And I'm probably you know paraphrasing it badly, but how you you need to have measurement of both in order to find happiness. And kids are a really high level of purpose, right? Like, you know. I imagine, yeah. Um, and and so we have, ha- one thing Aaron has to do, especially because he's not working at. I need to find meaning. I keep having existential crises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose kids would do that. But I mean, is that a reason to have kids, just to find meaning? I don't know. I don't know. That's one of my big questions. Yeah. And that, I, but Jordan Peterson puts it like, yeah. I think he says, you're not looking for happiness, you're looking for meaning. And I quite like that. So do pursue things that are meaningful to you. Because he sort of says, well, what do you mean by happiness? And if you mean having Mm -hmm. margaritas on the beach, well, how long does that last? And and he sort of just goes through that lottery winner type scenario. And yeah, what's so then you've seen the what's meaningful? This know. course is the course one of one of them did what they've done. I'm only halfway through, so they've listed all the it's up there. Sorry, study. Sorry, <laughs> they um, they um, list all the problems. They've only just started listing the solutions. And like one of the things they say is is like experiences make you far happier than stuff. Right. So like a holiday on the beach because you're less likely to compare. You're more likely to compare sports cars. Like oh that guy has a better car than me. But if you had a holiday, you're going to come back, you're going to talk about it, you're going to share it, it's going to be a good memory, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I'm not so sure about that. 
that's one of the things they say, experience of, so maybe like, it's the experience of having a kid and all the love and then you get the mm. meaning as well. Maybe it's maybe I'm talking myself into having kids. No. Right. <laughs> no. no. But you do get a lot of meaning from the cat. We get ridiculous amount of meaning from the cat. The cat is the love of our life. It's ridiculous how much how much We have turned him into a small child, but he acts like a small child. I think we've we've projected so much onto him that he's kind of adapted his personality to become a small child. He fetches mice and he like he oh, rules our life. Sobs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But you know, but we can yeah. leave him for several hours without a babysitter as well. Right. Um, for the listeners, the cat has. I think I'm looking at two structures that belong to the cat, right? The whole. It looks like we own probably about 17 cats instead of one. But it looks like the cat has a choice of two multi-story buildings. Yeah, that's how I describe well. it. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and then toys everywhere, yeah. and you know, and we, we do funnel a lot of our yeah. our purpose into the cat, yeah, uh, which may not be healthy. I don't know though, because if it's got to go somewhere, yeah. I'm I'm getting my first rescued dog tomorrow. Yeah. Fingers, I'm fostering with a view to, well, because I work from home now, things yeah. have changed, and that's going to be permanent. What and one of, of the reasons, um, he's like a staffy cross kind of, oh, very much a rescue mutt. He's going to be a love machine. You, you're going to have to. I hope so. Well, staffies are like, staffies. Well, he's mixed with something. He's a bit. He's yeah. not as stocky. He's a bit taller, I would Isn't say. He? Okay. And he's eleven. He just he needs. Oh, he's an old um, dude. Yeah. He might be all right then. Staffy, younger Staffies, in my experience, and and also Steph's, uh, will constantly lick you and not be happy if you stop stroking them. <laughs> they need so to be touching them. Well, but times. this is the thing. I yeah. think I'm because I spend yeah. all my time on my own now, yeah, and yeah. I think I can give this older gentleman a home and lots of love yeah, and nice. um, so I'm hoping anyway my point was about following meaning because at the moment I I'm not saying I do this but I don't have to get out of bed really really and I need I think it'd be very nice if somebody with a waggy tail at 7.30 says Aww. let's go out for a walk like, great idea man. let's do that yeah. and vet checks and buying the food and yeah. just thinking outside of myself yes yeah. so maybe that is the drive to it's amazing. I mean um, I'll tell you something about my mother um, so she, uh, she, me and my younger sister Lucy had a nearly full-term stillborn child. Um, I think he got strangled by his umbilical cord on the way out. And um, she, that child was called Max. And between me and my sister, she got a dog. One well, around that, I called that dog Max. <laughs> Um, so that's literal, literal replacing a dog right. for a child sort of thing. Um, so yeah. That's a bit of a dark example, my love. But it seemed to work with her. Wow. She mugged that dog more than the dog got pride of place over me on the couch. I'm not that ambitious or jealous or anything. That's fascinating. Really. His siblings do corroborate with yeah. his with these it's stories. Not just me, no, no, no my, if you ask my siblings that, you're like, yeah, she was awful. <laughs> it's not just me. Right. <laughs> well, I had to be a stand-up for a reason, right? Of course, of course. Does, does Dylan have a drum set at home? Does Dylan... Oh, um, uh, not that I saw. ADD brain, sorry. It was a question that came into my head. Dylan Dodds, does he have a drum set at home? No, I don't. Well, not that I saw, no, but I didn't sorry. go into every room, so maybe it was hidden. That was really... Sorry. I like Dylan, he's cool. Yeah. yeah sorry. That was Very cool. attractive baby. I say I'm often not attracted to babies. In the way that if I see a puppy, I know exactly what to do. I'm in there like a rat up a drain. Oh, yeah, and when I see a baby, I'm much no, more cautious. No, they're like weird, slobbery, gooey machines. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. I mean, oh, dogs. Well, that's you're right. So are dogs, yeah. and yet I don't know. This yeah. is something 
something not right in my head. But but yeah, Dylan's baby, beautiful, very smiley and calm and very attractive. Little cuties. When you see them out in public, do you? Oh yeah, not him. Like when we go to his sister's house and the kids are there, I beeline to the kids, he beelines to her cat. Yeah. Like right. you know, I mean, he yeah. loves the kids, and but you know, his first instinct is always to the pet in the room. Safer. Right. Yeah. Less stressful. I think it's that. Because you have a drop cat, it's not such a big deal. <laughs> It's true. It's totally true. I've very occasionally held a friend's baby in a pub or something like that, and the 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 terror of damaging it is really uh, very real to me. Some of that's learned, though, isn't it? Mm. I mean, because you haven't been around kids, you know, you learn that. Also, the hormone rush. You know, there's something to be said for that hormone rush that my friends all talk about, where they have a kid and then the hormones kick in and like. All they feel is connection and love and like this overwhelming, but not everybody gets it. I mean, there's plenty That's of people. That's so hard, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like being told, "Do you want to invest in this amazing thing?" But it might not be. It might not be there for you, or you could have postpartum, or you could have. Yeah. You know, there's so many different. You know, I mean, I know someone who had her first child had. Erin is showing me a picture of him cuddling her child. Yeah. Oh, how old is that? Two. Is that Max? Yeah, Max. Yeah. Oh, it's a very it's cute a picture. Um, yeah. Max. Oh, yeah, and then my sister named her son Max. <laughs> Which, knowing the story full well as well. But actually, it turned out okay. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> Good. So, lots yeah. of votes for the name Max. Yes. Yeah, that's what we've got out of this one. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, it is that age, isn't it? Like, my kids, all my friends are having kids. That's um, a Jew a Pino. Um, That's a Jew a There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Jewish for the Pino baby. Erin uh, is showing me more photos of yeah. his family. Here. Sorry. He's very cute. But like, we'd go and like see that baby's pretty new. How old is he? Six months or something? Yeah, he's around. Yeah. yeah he's about, yeah. We went and visited him a couple of months ago. And um, and I was gooey. Yeah. Right. My, my instincts were... Cute, I like them when they're older, though. Like, yeah. I'm not a baby person. I'm more of a kid person. Like, I love them when they're mm-hmm. around two or three, and they can start telling me why they're crying. Right. And they, and I really love, like, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, because they still want to make you happy, um, but they can also reason and learn about the world. And they're curious. And so for me, that, that age is, like, when I was teaching especially, I loved that age bracket the best. Maybe mm-hmm. the little babies... I'm, I'm nervous around little babies too because I never really spent that much time with them. I, when I was a nanny, I was always. Um, the rule was if they can call me up on the phone and ask me to come over, then they're old enough for me to watch them. Perfect. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe you should get volunteering like a nursery or something for a bit. Somebody just said get some that. baby exposure. Yeah, I mean, I was. Doing... It seems like you don't have that much baby exposure. I did a lot of childcare in my late teens when I was in sixth form. I worked yeah. for an after-school club that ran from infants up to whatever the top of junior oh, school okay. is. But it's a long time ago. It's getting yeah. on for 20 years ago that I was doing that. And, yeah, yeah perhaps I should. A bit of babysitting. I don't, but then I still suspect that's not the same as it's being in charge full time. Yeah, you're in yeah. charge as well, yeah. Know, but, it's, yeah, it's not a bad idea. When I was nannying, that was eye-opening. I mean, I was quite young. I was just out of college, just out of uni. And, um, you know, that was a full time I was living. And uh, it was hard work. It's a totally different experience. I'm glad I had it, though, because I have a good idea of what parenting 
can look like. But then my sister says the chemical bond that you have with your children is like completely different. It doesn't seem like work, she says sometimes. Sometimes she says, sometimes she says that, sometimes she's going like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're feral today. Yeah. Who's coming yeah. up us? <laughs> How many does she have? Two, yeah. You know you should interview. I, I can get you in. I don't know if I should do it. Josh would be the perfect person. Josh Howie. Yeah, so Josh Howie is, mm. you know, your friend head, in comedy. Yeah, head, headliner at the, stand, at the comedy store mm. and stuff in the old days, anyway. Um, he, um, he's got five between the ages of zero and 11. Wow. Oh, I think they were at your wedding. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. So um, he, he's got a lot of opinions about the He kids. looks very happy and cheerful, and, and he has a yeah. wife, right? Yeah, and yeah she's, but she's, she's a child therapist. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're good folk. They're yeah. good parents. They're, they're really good parents. They're really yeah. the kids were so great at the wedding. They yeah. were so much fun. They were dancing. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I remember thinking, there goes a functional, cheerful looking family. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> it's really yeah. nice, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, it's like having our own football team. Like when we walk around, because <laughs> there's just so many of them. Um, that must be so. I mean, the logistics, the travel, that everything's. Yeah. What to me is times one is now times seven. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, yeah, when the lockdown happened with the rule of six, it was not ideal for them because there's five, you know, there's five kids plus there's two of them. They couldn't see anyone. And he's often saying how they don't get invited to like, um, like Jewish like, um, holidays to people's mm-hmm. houses because they're going to have to feed like seven of them, you ah, know, and it's, and it's yeah. like trying to fit them all into the house in addition yeah, to other people's yeah. families and stuff. Um, yeah, we never had that problem. <laughs> it's not no. an issue for us. Yeah. That's fascinating that to me that someone would, I mean, I know people used to have loads of kids, but, you know, just to keep going, like, yeah, another one, another one, I really like this, another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, and my best friend has four, and that was intentional. Yeah. That's is this big, someone in the States? Yeah, yeah, my, my best friend in the US, she's, she's a mom of before and um, again they're like my nieces and nephews they're the, the joys of my life these kids and mm-hmm. I um, not even blood related to them but, but they're my kids and uh, I just think it's hilarious that she had so many like she compensated for me or something you know? <laughs> she, took my, she took my quota on as well right. as her own I don't know how you made this decision like, but I was just thinking about it it's so scary I feel like you barely scratched the surface to be honest I mean, it's like, how, how do you, like, you've got to ask yourself, what, like, are you looking for meaning, what, what, what are you looking for, like, you, have you got stuff you want to teach the kid, is a, you know, and especially, I mean, even if I could have kids, I might want to adopt anyway, you know, even if I was a bit younger, I'd have more energy, and it, it, just because the world seems so messed up, that's another thing, yeah. you know, because, like, why bring another human being in to, to, uh, a bit like you're getting a rescue child. I'd get a rescue child because, like, why bring, why bring another one? Like, why create a new one when there's so many going? Sort yeah, of thing? I mean, it sounds. Do you know what I mean? But environmentally as well, it's like. Um... I keep thinking of my, my my mom who passed away recently, and for her, having kids was was a great joy in her life. Having me and my brother and. 
she desperately wanted grandkids. That was what she wanted her, her retirement to be filled with. And we both sort of fell down on that one for her. And um, you know, she was very happy that I ended up with Aaron. Um, but that pressure of wanting kids, I think to some degree, was, was a result of my mom's deep desire for us to have the kind of love that she had with us. And at some point I realized I have that love. I have it with you, with Aaron. I have it with your nieces and nephews, with my best friend's children, mm-hmm. um, with my friend Rosie's twins. You know, I and and I feel at peace knowing that the 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 depth of love that she wanted, I'm capable of with other people, and that's okay she's really for me. Good with I do. I like kids. Yeah. I like people. I think I'm people. You know, I like yeah. people and. Yeah. So for me, it's okay. And even though it wasn't okay for her, it took a while to be okay for me that that's how my life has ended up. And it's, you know, I've got an interesting story to tell. And, um, you know. I mean, there's also like the genetic. There's yeah. the thing, you, you want to pass on your genes. You want to pass on the that's bit of you that you want to pass, pass on the bit of you. you know, Philip Larkin's poem, they fuck you up, your mum and dad, don't have any kids yourself, that sort of thing. Misery passes off, you know, that one. But it's like, but I actually think, especially in my family, and I'm with a lot of therapy, we've actually improved and like improved on the mistakes of previous generations. And you're like, oh, I can have a kid and I'll make a better version of me. But then another bit of me is like, well, the world's ending, what's the point? That's oh, those two really interesting things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there is this element yeah. of you feel like death is more real if you haven't had a kid. That oh, that's my preoccupation, yes. which is totally ridiculous. You're not leaving this yeah. thing behind. Yeah. And the thing about improving on mistakes, I mean, I'm I'm so arrogant because I love reading psychology. I'm fascinated mm. by it. So I and I watch hours of Doctor Phil. I just love all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I arrogantly think that I won't be bad at this. And so wouldn't it be a shame if I didn't do it? So yeah, that. I think you'd probably be a great mum. Yeah, you'd yeah. be a great mum. I wonder if I'd yeah. be very neurotic. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Lots, lots of amazing mums are neurotic. Yeah. Um, you don't, can't see what your own faults are, can you? But, but it, no, I feel but like, you can always work, work on it. I, I sort of flatter myself and think, oh, I fancy having a go at that. You know, like some people want to kick a football because they think they'll get it in the goal. <laughs> Such arrogance. Yeah. No, but I mean, it takes that kind of arrogance to have a kid, doesn't it? I think. Well, sometimes it just takes an oops. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm motivated. That's what I mean. I'm motivated. I'm yeah. interested in how yeah. could things be better, yeah. generally, as a topic. I think just wanting to be the best that you can be at it, even knowing that you're in a fault. I mean, that, isn't that like, the, isn't that the kind of mom you'd want? You know, right. like, wouldn't you want somebody But you also need someone who accepts you for you and doesn't try to make you like the, the typical yeah, the, the kind that's of the, true. the soccer dad or, very, um, or like the, the mom who wants, you know, the, the mum who wants you to be an actress because she's a failed actress. That yeah, she had a very you. different mothering experience than yeah. I did. My mom was super, yeah. super, and it was like having a best friend as a mom. Pros and cons, she had the sense of humor of a 14-year-old boy, but she, she, she <laughs> so, was a lot of Seriously, her mum, you know? you'd just say boobies to her and she'd cackle. She was a chain smoker, she'd literally cackle. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just ridiculous. I feel like I'm friends with my parents. So you, you didn't feel like that. No, my parents are terrifying authoritarians. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. So, I, so yeah. not just distant, but but frightening as well. Yeah, I mean, my dad less so when when uh, after mum died. My mum was the boss. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, because no, they were yeah they were 
scary. All the kids have yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, deal with your child. And and dad would put me over his knee and, and all that malarkey, but I mean, that was just because mum asked him to. So, yeah. Um, you had a good relationship with your dad. With but I mean, on the other hand, I was a spoiled child as well. I lived in a huge house in Hampstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've been to Kenya in India by the time I was 10. You know, so, you know, and saving five five-star hotels and, okay, my dad had five business and I had five economy, but so what? <laughs> you know, I still got on these amazing old days and whatnot. But, yeah. Life is very different. I had a very different life system. <laughs> but, um, you know, just emotionally it was difficult, but um, materially it was fine. But that's what they, you know, that's, you know, it's a lesson, isn't it? Yeah, it matters, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I worry about material stuff mm-hmm. a bit. Well, you've got to have a roof over your head, you've got to have the basics, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to have food, you know, um, and you've got to have electricity and, and, um, and a roof over your head and somewhere warm to sleep. I think it's good to have family and connection as well, I think that helps. I think if you, you know, if you feel distant from your family, you know, maybe you can just create your own. That might be another reason, you know. Well, I kind yeah. of feel like that because yeah. I moved across the ocean. Yeah. And I do feel like my the people I have here are my family. I've made I've cultivated my own family. Yeah. And then I've stolen yours. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Because that's great. Yeah. 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 I would yeah. so happily date somebody that had a family for that reason. I mean, it's probably not that simple, but it's definitely a perk, man. I'm gonna yeah. say like having. Our relationship is a lot easier because your siblings are amazing and they're all, even though you guys had a hard upbringing, they're all really good parents mm-hmm. and your kids are all like smart and loved and know they're loved and are loving. Yeah. I think I would say of all, all doing, six of them. They're doing really well. They're fantastic. Nephews, yeah. <laughs> they're just so cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So if you had a child here. I always think for people that have come from another country, that must be so odd because to the kid, they are British with oh an exotic thing in their background. Yeah. But for you, it's like no, this is the um, the new country. Right. It it would be so weird to have a kid with an accent that wasn't like mine. Right. You know, it would be so bizarre. Um, but I was a child of Italian immigrants, mm-hmm. so um, you know, so for me, I'm just following their footsteps, you know. Kind of come back to Europe. Yeah, you know, come back over the... What? You've got a naughty smile like you're saying things that shouldn't be recorded. No, don't talk about it. I'm not going to say that. I was just going to say about your dad with the envelope story. The envelope story? Yeah. You know, when he came to visit for the wedding. Um, And he told me about... We have some dodgy characters in my Italian family. family. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sicilians. And, um, (laughs) yeah... And his, his dad, when he came over for the wedding, um, he went, you know, when my when my father died, my is it uncle, I think uncle came up to him, came up to his her dad and like put an envelope in his, at the funeral, in his uh, breast pocket. And when he got home, it was like full of cash for services rendered. <laughs> And he was telling me that story, you know, just as a kind daddy, of don't, daddy don't, mess, don't mess with my daughter sort of thing. I mean, she's not, he's not involved like that anymore, we, I've been told. So. <laughs> Good to know. All of my cousins were sort of like, you yeah. right or else. Yeah, exactly. What's really funny, actually, the one cousin that did that 
Oh, no, I can't mention this. I can't tell the story on, on thing. But yeah, I'll tell you when it's switched off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he just loves the, Tony, the Italian yeah. roots in my Tommy. family. My cousin Tom. Tommy was the one who did it, and he's... um. When, well, I won't. I won't yeah, later. Later. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Sorry. We're, now we're just I don't want to get into anything so deep that I get blasted. <laughs> I don't want to. No heads of horses, no bullets. No, I don't it's not what I'm here for. I don't worry about it. Especially with Tommy. Yeah, yeah. It's Fianaka, but it was Fianaka. It used to be Fianaka, yeah. They changed it. Oh, that was the, that was, our surname was Fianaka. Oh, sorry, right. Yeah, yeah. we came over. Yeah. Um, my grandfather came to America and he changed his name to Finney because he wanted he, he had lined up a job working in a coal mine and only the Irish guys could work in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. So he changed his name from Fianaka to Finney. So he'd have a even though he was like this dark skinned Italian man with a big mustache and the whole right. thing, you know, working like dark skinned guy with these like kind of ruddy um, Irish guys, mm-hmm. you know, but because his surname was Finney, they thought it was hilarious and they and he was welcomed into the into right. the mine, and he worked in the mine and stuff. But anyway, okay. Why was there a rule about that then? It was just at the time, like different people weren't allowed to really mix, and so yeah. like just the way it was back then. It was just the way it was back then, and like the miners were, um, you know, happened to be owned by sort of the um, the Irish kind of mo- local mob, mm-hmm. and he want he came to America to escape some of that, and so he ended up working for them and kind of hiding out there until he could make a own life for himself. Yeah, it's a whole different podcast. Um, my family is really a rich history, shall we say. Right. But, yeah, that's us. That's us in our childlessness. Happy childlessness. Now, now you want a child. Look at the look on your face. This no. is a problem. Everything to play for all the time. There's always a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Live. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>